0: One more time here, Hallelujah, Amen. The title of our thought today, Amen. Knowing who we are. In fact, I almost, I almost made a question out of that, Amen. Who are we, or who am I? Praise God, Amen, Amen. We think we know enough about these weak, frail, limited souls. We think we do, Amen. And, and we don't want to examine too closely who we are either. Because we're afraid we might find some more flaws that we have, and so we kind of just do a little quick take of who we are, amen, and we redirect that somewhere else. Am I on track just a little bit here in the beginning? Amen. We know who God is. We know a lot of other things, but my whole point in in my message, my thought today is simply, I really don't think we know who we are. Hallelujah. So I'm going to just use one or two or three scriptures here. Amen. But um, I, I, I think God will put a crack in the door and we'll get the, a, a little glimpse, maybe a little better look, amen, at who we really are. Amen. But if we found some imperfections and flaws, that would wound our pride. So we train our lens on what most religious people do, It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing that we know what we know about God. But we train our lens upon the almighty God. Hallelujah. Away from our frailties. Away from our flaws. Away from the things that are just not right and we just can't seem to get them right. Amen. We quote Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And we raise our chin just a little bit higher because we know things that a lot of people, even religious people, do not know. We've got a revelation of who he is. There's one God, amen, and his name is Jesus. Praise God. The Amplified amplified Bible puts it this, this way. The only Lord. <laughs> the only Lord. Amen. Amen. Look around at somebody and just say there's one God. And we know who he is. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm gonna let you, And you're smiling while you're doing that, right? Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. And I'm just preaching. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 45 and 22. Since our focus is directed that way, and I'll just do that and then we'll pull it back in a moment, all right? Isaiah 45 and 22. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Isaiah 40. 6 and uh, that was 22. Isaiah 46 and 5 To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike? Who's equal to God? Amen. I'll just answer that right now. Nobody. Praise God. Amen. The sixth verse of that 44th chapter Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts I am the first and I am the last. And beside me there is no God. Hallelujah. And y'all, I wear this out, but Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you see the Father, you see me. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus went on to say, Amen. Speaking of the Comforter, even the Spirit of Truth. Now, this is where this is where some of us, amen, need to look a little closer here. Amen. The Spirit of Truth, because we we keep them separated: Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and they are separated. Amen. With their duties, all right. But there's only one God, all right. He manifests Himself in more than one way. Before we even get to what we call the Godhead, he came in flames of fire in the Old Testament. He came as a cloud. He came as an angel and wrestled with Jacob all night long. That was God Almighty, friend. Hallelujah. But God is a spirit. He doesn't have a body. No man hath seen God at any time because you can't see a spirit. And it was not another God or a second God that came into being when Jesus was begotten. It was God Paul said, manifest in flesh. We're looking at, away from us right now. I realize my sermon title is, is Who Are We? Amen. Amen. Who, who? What is this all about? Hallelujah. Amen. And, but here we are with our focus just where we talk. This is what we do. This, can, th- this is all wonderful and good revelations, folks. Amen. But this can make a Pharisee out of us, a modern-day Pharisee. Amen. But he went on to speaking about the comforter. Amen. To Philip and, and John and those others. He said, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Now, here's the part. Here's the part that's going to tell you that Jesus is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he said, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. And he was with them. But he shall be in you. Just in case there's somebody that's watching me live stream, there is no such thing. I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to be ugly or mean-spirited or cross swords with any religion or any denomination. But there is no such biblical thing as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit no such thing there's not a trio up there there's not a committee up there in heaven that talks back and forth to each other and decide what they're going to do and what they're not going to do there is one God and his name is Jesus amen and the Bible said he shall save his people from their sins I'm glad we have a revelation and we understand that amen what a wonderful revelation of understanding just to know who he is Paul in Colossians 1 and 16 speaking of Jesus for by him him. Never ever I think I think uh, in my studies I think there's 7,000 personal pronouns That describes who God is 7,000 all, all in a singular form All of them Amen Him Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. For by him, we're in the New Testament now, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. I need to get an amen back there from somebody. Hallelujah. And I love this part. Hebrews 1 and 3, this is the part that I really like. Amen. Tells us that he is upholding upholding all things by the word of his power. Not only did he speak it into existence, but his word is so powerful and so strong that when it became what it was and did what it does, amen, then God's word just continues. Listen, the earth continues to turn on its axis. It keeps doing those revelations around the sun. Amen. God put it in place and and it was eons ago, amen, but it's still doing just what it was intended to do. The word of God does that. God does that. Amen. Honesty demands that we admit that no one person or group or persons can fully understand creation. I, I, you know, it was one subject that I really liked, Brother Rich, when I was in school. It was science. I made good grades in science. Amen. I might have could have went on to school. Amen. further that and, and, and really done something with myself. But because it always has fascinated me. It's fascinated me, amen. So we we can't we can't really get it. Listen, it takes eight minutes and seventeen seconds for the light from the sun to reach the earth, amen. Ninety three million miles from the sun to the earth, or earth to the sun, amen. And here it is, taking eight minutes and seventeen seconds. You know, I, I, I have a spotlight. It's, it's illegal to do a spotlight because the game warden and the state feel like you might be spotting deers and stuff, but I love to spot them every once in a while from my back deck or from out, even at the front door, Brother Young. Like, and, and, and I can turn that spotlight on when it's got a good battery in it, Brother Jason. And that's like, I know it's only a hundred yards, but I could push the button, Brother Josh, and the light, it seems, I know it's not, but it seems like it's already on the church. On my front step, (laughs) it's there. Amen. We can't imagine how quick, how fast light travels. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. 186,000 miles (laughs) per second. Not per hour, but per second. Amen. 671 millions per hour, (laughs) miles per hour. We can't fathom that. Amen. For the sun's light to reach the nearest star. I I, I couldn't believe this. It takes 4.2 years. That means those stars out there are a long, 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 long way off. (laughs) Just to be lightly about it. Amen. Out there. Hallelujah. Praise God. The, The wise man said the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. That's becoming popular, folks. When I was a kid, if there was an atheist or an agnostic around, we were so Christianized and we believed in God. So listen, this has been going on for thousands of years, folks. Christianity, well, it started a couple thousand years ago. But, but the, the belief that there is a God, there is a creator, that put all, oh, that all just happened by accident and it continues on? Listen, we don't want to get into that. Amen. That would take a while to talk about how foolish it is to be an unbeliever. Hallelujah. It takes a lot more faith for me to believe when a scientist, you watch, I love those nature programs and they're talking about a crocodile and they'll talk about how many hundred million years ago that the first crocodile started with something. Two hundred million years ago. They just offer that. It just goes right on and they don't even stop. I'm like... Two hundred million years ago, their little tests. By the way, science is constantly changing, y'all. <laughs> Somebody says that's the science. I'm like, yeah, that'll change tomorrow when they discover something else. Don't feel like that's concrete. Don't feel. Don't act like that's settled. Amen. There's been so many changes. Listen, I used to go in our old courthouse in the in the very basement of that courthouse. Amen. There are books science books, stacks and stacks and piles of all kinds of books and science, especially since I'm interested in science, that is obsolete. But people will look at you and say, we've got the science on it. Take COVID, for instance. We're still trying to figure that out. But you've got one or two that everybody just bows down to and like, oh my goodness. He's got it. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little skeptical about that. Hallelujah. While we're, all, while we're trying to figure all this out, I mean, our focus should be on the Creator. amen, and not on His creation. But you know, you know, we, I, I, I'm going to flip this around here just a little bit in a moment. Please understand, listen, there are so many powerful resources in Jesus that it's impossible to get near Him without changing or change taking place in us. <laughs> Thank you, brethren. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, normally, I don't weep a lot. But when, when the brethren gathered around me and prayed, I, I, I just couldn't help it. Hallelujah. I saw somebody weeping in the, in the aisle back here a while ago. You know, that's God's language. <laughs> and you know, and that's something we understand too, Brother Jerry. Amen. Sister Tammy, you're right where you, right where you supposed, I told you that. Right here, weeping. Amen. The Bible says a broken and a contrite spirit. Somebody needs to hear me. Somebody, listen, this is a sign that you've got it all together. You don't need nobody telling you what to do. You don't want nobody telling you what to do. I got it together. I'm okay. Yeah. Y'all know that I've done this for years. I didn't even know it was the spirit of the Lord. I didn't recognize it till later I finally put it together. I'm shaking hands with people. How you doing? And the person that says, you know, I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. And the Spirit spoke to me. I didn't know it was the Spirit. And said, they, they really need help. They need prayer. But see, pride and our society demands us to say, we're just doing fantastic. And I started putting all that together, Brother Young, when I would go to the next person, I'd say, hey, how you doing today? Pastor, you know, I'm just, I'm just messing up. I just can't do right. I just can't seem to have the strength to do it. And I'm, I'm just not where I need to be. And the same voice would said they're doing fine. They're doing really good. God created this and us for, amen, that type of a situation. The Pharisees had it to, I'm going way off of my notes right now. The Pharisees had it all together, and guess what? They ended up crucifying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They didn't know who he was. They didn't recognize the power of God in flesh. But it was the poor fisherman, amen. It was the blind man by the side of the road. Amen. It was the troubled widow that had no money. It attracted God. We need to remember that, folks. My mom used to say it when we were kids. We came up with not very much. And my mom used to say, God must really love poor people because he made a lot of them. And there was some truth to that. Because God does pay attention to the poor. And he said this himself. He said, we'll always have the poor with us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right here. Amen. This is where I want to just shift our focus just a little bit. I, I feel myself going all kinds of directions here off the page. Amen. We know who he is, but I'm going to say it again. I really don't think, Sister Carol, that we know who we are. Oh, I know who I am. No, 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 I'm talking about really knowing who we are. When God finally got to this earth in a human body, he demonstrated over and over that it was all about his people. God gave his only begotten son, amen, to give his life, his life's blood. Why? Why? Because he loved us. The parable of the pearl of great price. I, I don't know. It was my ignorance for years. I, I, I had that totally backwards. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll relate to somebody here. I read that in Matthew 13 about the, the, the merchant that, you know, he dealt with, you know, expensive things. And when he found that pearl, he found that pearl of great price. That means expensive. He sold everything and took the money from everything else that he owned and came back and purchased and paid for that pearl of great price. Brother Ruck, I thought that was me. Paying the price and stopping cussing, stopping lying. Don't, you can't smoke anymore. A lot of that around my house. My grandfather had it around the house. It might be out under the shade tree and out somewhere, out back somewhere. Amen. But he had his whiskey and he had his Prince Albert that he could roll his cigarettes with. And he'd give me one if I wanted it. Amen. But, but, but all of that is immediately. I talked about it, I, th- I think, Wednesday night. When we come to God immediately... Before any training or any teaching, I just knew I had to make a change. And I knew and I figured out somehow that God would help me make the change. Don't want to become Pharisees. However, the world is looking and the world is watching. And so we need to behave ourselves. (laughs) Hallelujah. Keep the right spirit. Amen. But I had it backwards. It wasn't what all I was giving up, amen, to get that pearl which was Jesus. No, it was, it was in reverse. No, we are the pearl. Amen. We're the one that Jesus saw in the mess that we're in. Amen. In the muck and the mire of this world and our, and our families and our marriages and our homes. Amen. We're messed up. Listen, prejudice. Every, it was the way of life. And and we have wonderful people of color in this place. I love you dearly. Amen. But let me tell you, we came up in the deep south when it was just common, it was just prejudice. The judge was prejudiced, the police were prejudiced, amen. The sheriff, the high sheriff, all of our friends were it was school was prejudice. Thank God, folks. Amen. We've turned the corner. Amen. This is a wonderful country. We just celebrated the 4th of July. Don't tear us down. Don't, you know, it's not going to work, folks. It is not going to work. Amen. I can't believe that the flag is offensive to people. We've come a long way the wrong way. Amen. If we listen to somebody where we get offended, amen, by looking at the American flag, we're changing and we have changed and we're getting better. Hallelujah. We're learning more. And God's blessing and God's moving and blessing us because of that. Amen. Amen. But, but God saw us in the mess that we we're in. I, I preached about it for years. Both of my grandfathers were alcoholics. They didn't call them alcoholics back in those days. They just called them drunks. They said there's a difference between an alcoholic and a drunk. A drunk don't have to you know, have to go to all those meetings. He can just get drunk, lay by the side of the road. That's where I came from, folks. What am I doing here? I don't know. Amen, Brother Jerry, but God saw me. Yep. Like nobody else can see. through Down through time. Amen. He was in heaven on his throne. Amen. Maybe he was on the cross when he saw me. Amen. And he saw me in the mess. You can't get out of that. You'll never change that. Amen. But, but I became that pearl. Of great price. Somebody needs to hear me. Amen. Your family life is messed up. There's no hope for you. Amen. But God sees you differently. He sees you as who you really are. Amen. Amen. That pearl of great price. And He already paid the price. Hallelujah. It was worth everything to Him. That's the good part about it. We are that pearl. Of great price, Jesus always seemed resolute in uh, you know in his purpose, always you know certain uh, of, of where he was going and what he was about. Amen. But 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 it's thrilling to note that a single need, and somebody needs to listen to me, could stop him in his tracks. That's the God that we know, folks. Amen. Hallelujah. At Capernaum, a woman with an issue of blood, she had spent everything she had had on physicians and was none the better. But she heard that Jesus was coming through town. And she said, if I could just make my way, amen, to him and get to him, if I could touch his garment. i There was some faith in operation here. I know that I could be made whole. And that's exactly what she did. She made her way. Listen to me closely, folks. She made her way through the press. There was people everywhere thronging him he was the hero he had raised the dead and healed the sick and spoke like no man they'd ever heard speak before and so no wonder he had a crowd but that one woman when she touched his garment it stopped him and even though he was busy he was on his way somewhere he said who touched me oh I just feel like amen that that still happens today some of us show up on Sunday we feel like we do God a favor because we showed up we didn't talk to him in days or weeks, don't give him the time of day. Amen. And, but here he shed his blood for us. He paid the he paid the price for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. He is in the business of helping and healing and blessing. If you want to know who we are, we are the apple of his eye. Amen. A peculiar treasure is what one writer said. In Revelation 21 and 9, John told of one of the seven angels saying, Come hither, listen to me. I'm trying to get us just a little peek. I'm not doing this justice. A little peek of how God sees it. Listen, the enemy tells me how bad I am. I have a feeling he tells you that. You are nobody. You're no good. Amen. Your family's lost. They'll probably stay lost. There's no hope for them. No hope. All of that's lies. I've been preaching this for years too. When the enemy tells you something negative and ugly, here's what you do with that. The in fact, the, I've got Bible here. The Bible said he is the father of lies. <laughs> he told the first one. And he continues to lie. You take that negative ugly situation, how poor you are, how bad you've been treated listen, just don't let people hold you captive with that trash don't become a prisoner of what people say don't fall into that amen, we still live in a free country we still have liberty to worship any way we want hallelujah, that's part of our constitution, all right amen but when you hear that junk and that trash I mean America's about to fall down that's because people want it to fall down and most of them are not us most of them are coming from somewhere else they're being paid by Soros or whoever it is that's liberal and they're they're globalist folks I'm going to throw a little politics in here it don't matter amen since I'm the bishop I can say that if I want hallelujah They're, they're globalist they're globalist and you know why people hate Trump? Because he's not a globalist. He's arrogant. He's arrogant. He, I, I, you know, he's not one of the guys that I think I could sit down and have. Maybe I could. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing that. People who work with him just said he was kind and good. And, you know, but, but it, it, the, the stuff never stopped. Whether they're true or not, I don't know. But I do know this you can't pay much attention to the news nowadays. I mean, almost no attention. They hate him so much that they got a guy in there now that don't even know what year it is or where he's at. We're in a, we're, we could be in a predicament, folks, but God. Amen. We, we're not going to get dive off into politics too much. We got to understand where we are here. But let me, let me tell you something. With God, all things are possible. So here's how we do this. We don't get all upset about each other voting how you vote and act. Listen, you don't do that. All right. Here's what we do. We come to the house of the Lord. We love one another. Here's what I said years ago. I mean, at least about a year ago. All right. Well, a bunch of stuff was balling up. I said, listen, listen, there is prejudice out there. There's ignorance and stupidity and anger and, 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 and hatefulness and all of the stuff that's negative. It's out there. I'm not condemned. But not here. Not here. Don't you want to run to a safe space? Don't you want to come to a place where we all love each other equally? We bless each other and love each other and uphold each other and encourage each other. It's the only place in the world you can do that. Find you a church where people preach the truth and know how to worship God and know how to get a hold of God. I've preached this for all, it's ever since I've been preaching. Bring your children to the house of God. Don't let the world steal your kids away. Bring them to church. I'm kind of like, you know, who was it? Uh, one of the TV preachers or radio preachers. He said, when I was a kid, I had a drug problem. He said, my mama drugged me to church on Sunday morning and drugged me back on Sunday night and the midweek she drugged me to church again. I had a drug problem. That's a good problem. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are the apple of his eye. We are a peculiar, Revelation 21, amen. He said, John said this. He said to the seven angels saying, come hither, I wanna show you the bride.'" Amen. The lamb's wife. Hallelujah. This is about. This is talking about when it's about the end. It's toward the end. Amen. Twenty only twenty two chapters. The twenty first chapter. Amen. He said, let me show you the the lamb's wife. And we know who the lamb is. The lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. There's something supernatural that takes place when we get a little peak of revelation. Amen. It gives us strength and empowers us. Amen. As to who we are. Amen. Not only who God is. Amen. But he shared that with us. Amen. I hope some of us will wake up and realize who we are today. We're not here depending on fate. Well, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Well, maybe, I don't know. We'll just see how. No, no, no. We have some say in all of this. I need to hear somebody say amen on that right here. Amen. Truth is a powerful thing, folks. And when it's discovered, amen, it it should be laid hold on and claimed. I got this, and nobody's taking this away from me. Amen. We we, got to make this truth our own. Amen. And it, because the Bible said it will set you free Praise God Hallelujah It'd be a terrible tragedy If we failed to take our rightful place today Amen He said I am going to prepare a place for you That where I am there ye may be also We're his pride folks Amen Someone said there are 7,000 promises of God in the Bible I've never counted them I just read that somewhere But there is No promise I'm going to give the flips out of that. There's no promise that your best friend won't just walk away from you. Paul said this. Paul said, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. 2 Timothy 4:16. Paul said, At my first answer, no man stood with me. I don't know if, I don't know if you understand that or not. I, I, I just I just have a I just feel like the Spirit's helping me with this because I've got people. The men gathered around me and prayed for me about my health issues. And I wept. I, I so appreciate that, man. I love you, every one of you. I mean, I love you if you don't do it. But you did, and it just touched my spirit, and it touched my heart. Amen. But, but, but think about someone, amen, and they have no one to, st- to stand with them. That's what he said. No man stood with me, but all man, men forsook me. What a place to be in. Horrible place to be in. Sounds pretty familiar. Sounds pretty sad. But the very next verse, I don't leave you hanging here. God's not going to leave you hanging. Verse 17, he said, notwithstanding, he said, the Lord stood with me. And he strengthened me. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to know why? Because he paid everything for you. You ever ever have something somebody just gives you? I'm better at it now that I'm older. Somebody just give you something? It didn't cost you anything. It's free. That's why kids waste food. I see, I mean, you know, coming from a poor background, hardworking folks, you got to work. That little bicycle I wanted wore the the catalog pages out. Amen. the catalog would just fall open to that that little place where there was a cute little, pretty little bicycle. Sears Catalog. Let me tell you, nowadays, you know, you just go down, we just go, got, you know, our grandkids, especially if they want a bike, we just go get them one. My, you know what my parents was like? You know what? You haul some more hay. Pick a little more cotton. Well, picking cotton was about over by the time I came, but hoeing cotton. You had to hoe the grass out of it. $3 a day. Work on the farm. Go get a job. You could save your money and you could buy that little bike. That's how it worked back in those days. Is that all bad? I don't think so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me close here in just, just a moment. Hosea 1 and 2. And the Lord said to Hosea, Do take unto thee a wife of whoredom," And... Um, he said, I, I, I want you to, you to have children of whoredoms. For the land hath committed great whoredoms. What this meant, Israel would go off into idolatry. And of course, their, their God, their true God, they, you know, that, was, that was their husband, spiritually speaking. But they'd go off worshiping other things. We, we, got, we got plenty of opportunity to do that here. We get busy at home, busy on our jobs, sports. We caught up in that. We, it can become an idolatry. And God can call that. They went off, he would say they, Israel went off whoring after other gods. They, that God was on the list, but God, there was something else, several things sometimes way up here, and God was way, oh, yeah, we love God. And I'm not going to argue with you about that. But where is, where is God on that list? Hallelujah. Amen. They went after other gods. One of the most beautiful illustrations of God's love for his people is found here. Hosea went to the marketplace of prostitute slaves and bought Gomer. He brought her home, made her his wife, and they did have children. He he bought her when she was a disgrace and an embarrassment he only asked that she be a faithful wife to him. Hosea offered Gomer a new life, you know, of honor before God and man. And God used Hosea to demonstrate how deep and unconditional his love was for his people. He desired them even when they had forsaken him, turned to false gods, and had become prostitutes in their worship. And that is exactly what Christ has done for each of us. I backslid when I was in my teenage years for a couple of years. Brother Jerry, I was miserable. I was miserable. But thank God when I got back to the church, and you all have heard the story before, when I finally did walk in that little church in Harrisonburg, I thank God that they, they had, didn't change their worship. They were worshiping God. They were giving praises to God. Amen. The preaching was going on. And not only that, they put their arms around a backslidden boy. Amen. And loved me and prayed me back through to the power of the Holy Ghost. And God accepted me. Amen. And continued to love me. That's what we're talking about here. How can we not serve God when he loves us so much? Amen. Amen. And if we abide in him, that's not asking a whole lot. Amen. That's not a hard assignment. Amen. you are not asking us to do a whole lot. Amen. Abide simply means remain. It means to stay. It means to don't leave. That's what that means. Amen. So who are, who are you? Amen. I am that pearl of great price. I know we got quiet here. I got some more shouting stuff. I don't know if we're going to get to that or not. But we just need to understand what, how God views us. Amen, And that's important. It's not how we view us that, that means that much. He sees us as something special. He sees us, amen, as overcomers. He sees us walking streets of pure gold in heaven. He sees us as his beautiful, glorious bride without spot or blemish or wrinkle or any such thing. Is he blind? No, 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 no. He, he's just looking inside of us. Amen. He's looking where he looked with David. David committed adultery, took another man's wife. Amen. Had the man killed. I mean, how bad, how low can you get? But God called him a man after God's own heart. I was was an adult. I'd been preaching for years before I even understood that statement, Sister Jan. That didn't mean he was perfect. That meant he was toward God. He was after God. He wanted more of God. That meant he was not going to give up. Even with all those mistakes. Amen. Hallelujah. David said this. Amen. He said, he brought me out into, an, into the open. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. Amen. Psalms 18 and 19. Hallelujah. He delights in me. The Hebrew term for delight here is hepes. H-E-P-E-S. And it means to bend towards or to uh, are to be inclined. Isn't that amazing? The enemy does not want you to know this today. We're not shouting right now. We'll do it a little later. The enemy does not want you to hear what this preacher is about to say to you. And I'm not here to judge you or push you down, amen, or dig up all your problems and sins. But we've got them. We've got them. All right? I'm here to tell you, amen, that God is on your side, And if he be for you, and he sees something better for you, he sees success. He sees authority. He sees guidance and strength. Listen, listen, have you ever just sat down and talked to a dope addict or a drug addict? They're not dummies. You ever ever go to a prison and talk, oh, they must be really, you know, pretty down there. They don't know much. No, no. Some of the most intelligent people I've ever met has been in jail. And you pick right up on it. They have a vocabulary. They can put it together. They can, you know, they, they know about government. They know about you know history. And they and, and sometimes a few times I've been mesmerized by that. Amen. But they got messed up, they got crossways with the law and this and that, their family, who knows what. Ended up in that place. God, amen, wants to rescue us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. We are the apple. Of his eye, he loves me. It's going to get you through. Hallelujah! I talked about it Thursday night. Amen. Walked right, walking right here. Maybe it was Wednesday night. All by myself, not a soul here. Got right here, and something just hit me. I was, I was doing my Pharisee ritual. I had my church uniform on. Almost it was. I was getting ready for prayer, and all of a sudden. Once in a while, this happened. I think it was spiritual. I think it was supernatural. I, I don't know where my, I prayed for all my list of friends and all my buddies and prayed for all of you and all of your families and just kind of going through like a computer. And all of a sudden, I stopped right here and felt the strong presence of the Lord. And I knew it was God. I was aware of him. And I said, God, I, I just, we just really need you in this place tonight. Oh, what a feeling. You can get in the mess that you're in and the trouble you're in and, and you get sidetracked over here and distracted over here and that's, the, that's the, the, the business of the world and the devil and the flesh. But once in a while, just allow God to stop you and say, you know what, God, I thank you for loving me. We're fascinated about how big God is. We're fascinated about what all he can do and what all he did and all that's good. We talked about that already. We had a lady who didn't have the revelation of hardly anything in this church. I never could win them all the way in. They were so charismatic and connected with every kind of anything. They goosebumps, and they would travel for miles to hear some kind of preacher with more tattoos than anybody else and more beard and more long hair and motorcycle gear and, and all kind of things was taking place. Never, never just got into here with us. Okay, but, you know, I'm just trying to. What's God done for you? What are are you so fascinated about? And here's what she came out with. You know what? The Bible said out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. God use anybody, folks. And I never will forget, she's standing right down there. Somebody gave her the mic. She said, the thing that I'm fascinated about the most is that God loves me. That don't seem like much to us. Think about that with me just a moment. Let's all stand together. Brother Britt, if you'll come up and help me a little bit. Amen. I I really, really, really think that we, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, one God people, we need a renewed revelation of who we are. We are the people of God. The people that God cares about. The people that God loves so much. They already shed blood for us, made the sacrifice, paid the cost. Have you thought about that lately? If you're struggling to get to church, or whether you even need to go to church or not, well, I don't know what they're going. to... It doesn't matter what the church is doing. It doesn't matter what the preacher's preaching. It doesn't matter how good or how horrible he preaches. It doesn't matter about the music. What song? I had somebody here? Guess I, I, I know. They, they, people walk in here, and some people are just fascinated with how we worship and how the churches go with pastor. Some people take it totally. My lord, y'all too loud in here. (laughs) But I didn't. The people that complain and do that, Josh, I see no tears, no zero tears. Just a couple weeks ago, they said, "That's just too loud. We just can't." You know, we just. I'm like, well, you know, it's gonna be loud when you get to heaven. If what I can read is right, sound of many waters. It's gonna be noisy. Amen. Folks, listen, listen. if you've got one emotion in your body when something touches you that you like that's why people go nuts over ball games. I'm not not preaching against ball games, right? Just don't put it first. Just don't go to more ball games and you go to church. That's all I'm saying. Amen. But our emotions demand it. I understand when the Ravens are going, they even give give out awards to people who can go the wildest and the craziest over a, a touchdown or a field goal. i watched a couple of them. I mean, people fall on the floor and scream and turn cartwheel and they think, oh, that's good because we made the touchdown. And give out awards and prizes for people who can act the most ridiculous. That's called emotions, folks. And we all have them. And to come before the Lord Jesus Christ, who loves us so much, we are the pearl of great price he sold everything he had gave it up and brought it all and laid it down and purchased us and we want to fold our hands and I'm not saying you got to shout like me or anybody else or like brother Jerry or run the aisles like brother Rich he slowed down a lot too I'm just saying it's got to be something that'll move us amen and sister Tammy those tears that was the best emotion to me, that's about the best you can get right there. Hallelujah. Sister Mandy, I saw tears. Sister Kelly, I saw tears. It's a language, folks. That's our emotions. Don't do that. Are you kidding me? I want to have a spell right now. I don't if my heart would take it or not. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. How are you doing? I'm just not doing too good. And when I do that, I just feel like immediately I'm preaching to myself right now. God's saying, no, you're doing good. God designs this where we fall off the wagon, so to speak. And we don't just follow the standards and we don't do what, you know, what we feel like is. He, He designs it like that. You know? Because we have to feel the need to come. Otherwise, we'll just come and be entertained. Music's good. Preacher did all right. They didn't take too long. They didn't beg for an offering or anything. We all figured out we, we gauge that. None of that really matters. It's our relationship with God. Oh, God, I love you. You brought me out, God. Hallelujah. You brought me out. You set my feet in a sure place. Hallelujah. David said that God gave him some fresh oil. Amen. He got fresh oil for us. I got a revelation. I got a little, just a, just a glimpse of something that I really didn't know. Hallelujah, Amen. God, God's not throwing us down because we make a mistake. He throws us down because we don't come to him and repent over that and say, God, I want to do better. Hallelujah. I want to live better. I want to be a better, a better witness. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to open the altar. I'm not going to tell any sad stories or anything. Amen. But I, I don't know about you, but I have, a, I, I have a need, amen, to get closer to God. Amen. A better relationship with Him. I now know that you love me, God. You've spoken it throughout so many times in the Scripture. You've proven that so many ways. Hallelujah. But now, God, I have to tell you, I've got Hallelujah, to tell you, God, that Jesus. I love you too. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Invite somebody to come with me. Hallelujah! Hey, Tammy! Hey, Tammy! Tammy and Chuck, y'all come on up.
1: Hallelujah! He loves. Oh, how he loves us. That's oh, good. how he loves us. Oh, how he loves Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. He loves us. take care of it. Oh, how Cover he me. loves us. Oh, the sea of oh, how he loves <laughs> us. Oh, how he loves Hallelujah. That's beautiful. He
0: Be blessed, be forgiven. Hallelujah! 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 You know, some of you, some of you can understand this, but I'm not claiming that I understand God, and I'm not claiming it. Just, it's just, you know, like Paul said, for now we see through a glass, darkly. He he confessed, and all of his revelations, and all of his authority, and all his power, he he confessed that he couldn't quite clearly see this clearly that's not a bad thing but but things that happen on this earth things that happen in our lives amen and some of you will understand this at least it's type it's kind of like this when Kyla was you know, of course we got two older grandkids we got you know Jack and Gracie and they were away they were in Shreveport they were in Houston they were in Dallas and so they stayed away we would see them and hug them and kiss them and then they would go home and but, but these these last two amen I mean it's just been a deal for us it's just they're right here with us and when Kyla got old enough to talk I, I mean I, I would carry her I'm not God but I could be a type because you know Melissa was still working on a, a public job and she would drop her off at the house and and then we was a little and then when she started school I would take her to school or we one or the other I would go get her but just, just spent time. When she began to talk, even before that, I would hold her. I'd just sing songs to her. I didn't care if she'd cry, Sister Carol, and if she wanted somebody to, to walk with her, I'd walk all night long with her. Whatever it took, Julie. i like, you know, I didn't care. I said, I'm just going to walk with you. And I would sing love songs to her. It'd be my old worldly song. I'd just find me a love song. Amen. I'm in love with you. I feel like I was a little bit of God. I felt that when I would say it, and I'd say, "I love you, baby." This other one's coming along, Bristol, right now. I love that smile, and I like when she puts her arm. She wants to come to Papa, and I kind of can feel how God might feel. Some of y'all don't, if you don't have grandkids, y'all don't understand this. Just close your ears up. (laughs) But if you are, if you do have grandkids, when Kyla got old enough when I'd say, you know Pop Pop really loves you, and she'd say, I love you too, Pop Pop. It hit me right in the heart. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I can relate to somebody. God's expressed it. Amen. Sister Kim, he's expressed it. He's he's had prophets write it, the New Testament. Apostles wrote it; they lived it, so we know how God feels about us. But I think that to bless God, and, 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 and He has feelings—that's where we get our emotions. He has emotions just like us, from the best I can learn and read. But I think when we come to God, and some of us hadn't figured out—you know—we think we got to have. We, no, we don't. We have no idea how to worship. Maybe we have a little idea, but we—but we can do better with that. We don't enter into His gates with thanksgiving and onto His courts with praise. We come in and smile at everybody, wave at everybody, shake everybody's hand. We make sure the PA system's on, the heat and the cooling's just right, and everything's all adjusted. We got to take care of stuff. So we, so we have a ways to go. Hallelujah! But if we get near God, and we, of course, that's he, he never forsakes us. But if we can just get our hands up toward the Lord. You know, we build up to our prayers. (laughs) We start out, you know, and we have it all nice, and then we finally get around to saying, "Well," but 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 sometimes, Brother Jason, we say, "God, you know, I just really, really love you. I just love you, Lord." And that's not enough. I I can't name the times He pulled me out of a mess, forgave me of my mess up and my sin. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house feel the Holy Ghost in this house today hallelujah, that's all Jesus. he wants that's all he cares he cares about you hallelujah praise God I love you baby I love you too pop pop that's all I need it just puts me on my way the rest of the day I got it.
1: hallelujah
0: I just knowing who we are you're cherished you're prized You have value. Don't ever listen to the enemy tell you how bad you are, ugly you are, how wrong you are. We've all been there. Amen. Praise God. I feel like going on for Jesus, don't you? Feel like going on. Feel like going on. Praise God. Praise God. I had a lot of things that I didn't say that I wanted to, but I think God set it up. Hallelujah. Praise God glad you came today hope you got something from God don't don't forget to take it with you share it with your neighbor amen I'm figuring out a way to let us go here Bobby. I guess I could just say this I guess that's the way you do it praise God I love every one of you praise God don't forget leaders don't forget the date is it the 31st is that the date Thirty first of this month. And we're gonna to come together. And uh, COVID has kept us quarantined and separated and we couldn't hug and we couldn't touch and we couldn't shake hands. I think my elbow wore out. But we got we're gonna kick this thing in gear with your help, leaders. And so uh, I, I told Pastor and Sister Melissa this so listen, you can do a tag in if you want, and that may be what it is. But we can't plan the work of God with tag ends. We, we can't plan the reaching of our city and our, our area here with a tag end. We're going to pray about it and be praying about it. We want you to pray about it. And if it takes all day, we'll take all day. I'm not saying it's going to take that. I'm just simply saying, let's don't go in thinking, well, I got to do this, I got to that. You're telling all of us what's on your list now or where God is on the list. Let's, let him, let's leave him up there where he belongs, the head of all of this, the authority over all this, and ever how long it takes to get something lined up for us to get back with outreach, get back with visitor follow-up, get back with phone calls or text messages or emails or whatever we do, and any other thing we need to do, special services. I, I'm dreaming about a baptismal service. We've never had one here. I mean, every service, will baptize people that need baptizing. But but to, but to name it, what service, and, but, but I, I know it has to be planned. Get people out here. Baptism doesn't mean that you have to become a member of this church. Baptism doesn't mean that you have to understand the Godhead. It just simply says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen. The false doctrine of no baptism is a stronghold in this in this country, and we're—I know what we're up against. I know, but listen, with God's help, there are people out there. We already been baptizing them; they wouldn't baptize me. They, you know, I said, you know why? It's not important to them, but it is to us because it is to God. Praise God! So, all kind of things we're going to talk about. So, start planning around that if you possibly can, and uh, you know. Let's just, let's just make a difference in our community while we can. Praise God. God bless you again. I love you. Shake hands, be friendly, and you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.